This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500 or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. Welcome into a new week, a new month. It is July, and we are here with you live today. We'll be off tomorrow for the holiday, but today you will get all of our local programming except South Coast tonight. Jessica Machado's on vacation, so she'll be off all this week. We'll have Best of Howie Carr each night for you, but uh, well, well-earned vacation by Jessica. She not only was our First off the bench every time we needed somebody to fill in, but now that she's filling in on South Coast tonight, every night, she's she's definitely deserved uh, some fun in the sun this weekend, this week. I guess there will be some sun eventually, but uh, she's on vacation, so you'll have Howie Carr, best of Howie Carr all this week at night. Uh, but we'll have our regular programming today during the day, and then we'll be back again on Wednesday. So... One of the things, first of all, I want to let you know, I snuck out of here Friday because, I don't know, I had a long week last week. It was, I was here 12-hour days in some cases and said, you know what, I'm going to bang out a little bit early on Friday and go see Indiana Jones. And I'm glad that I did. It was a great movie. Uh, would I put it above, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark or or my personal favorite, Last Crusade? No, but I would definitely put it above Temple of Doom and kingdom of the crystal skull so i guess it would be number three for me in the indiana jones rankings but if you are an indiana jones fan it is a much better ending to the indie story than crystal skull was i i didn't dislike crystal skull as much as other people did maybe it's because it brought me more back to like when i was a kid and temple of doom was on all the time you know we we went through a couple of years where it was raiders nonstop on hbo then it was Temple of Doom nonstop on HBO. And so it kind of threw back some of the nostalgia of, of that story to me. And also, you know, I like aliens. And I knew about Crystal Skulls. And I knew the backstory. So that's why I was like, okay, I can get into this probably a little bit more than other people can. There were things that bothered me, of course. But that, that era of filmmaking was a very strange time. We can do it with CGI. We probably should do it with CGI. And then we realized, eh, it's not always better to do it with CGI. So it, it took it took a little bit of a rewatch a few times for me to, to really find things that I didn't like about the movie. But I I don't hate it like other people do. But this was a much better ending to that story. And it felt much more like, it felt very much like Last Crusade to me. And I think you'll agree when you see it and you should go out and see it. Uh, today is a little bit wet and rainy. If you've got the day off, treat yourself. Go to a movie. Nothing better, too, than uh, having these early hours and being able to go see the matinee, paying a few bucks less. Although by the time all is said and done, are you really paying that much less? I don't know if you've been to the movies lately, but I went to AMC Dartmouth for a 2 o'clock movie. It was a $11 ticket, maybe eleven fifty which was like $3 off the regular price. But then you're paying some fees because you're booking it online. 
And then when you get there, you want to buy concessions. Concessions aren't discounted during the matinee. So it was, I forget how much I paid for a large soda and a large popcorn. And I said to myself, don't buy the large popcorn. You never finish it. You don't really like popcorn. The only time you ever eat it is when you're at the movie theater. So don't, and you're by yourself, don't get the large. And then when I got there, I looked up at the, at the uh, menu board. And I noticed that the large was only a dollar more than the small. And I said, eh, I'm going to get the large. I'll bring some home. Maybe I'll eat some of it while I'm watching TV over the weekend or something. Have it as a little snack. I ended up finishing the whole bucket, which is very unlike me. Very unlike me. But I hadn't eaten anything all day either. So that was probably why. But it was, uh, it was, it was enjoyable. The movie and the popcorn. So if you go out. Treat yourself, but just know there's no discount on the concessions during the matinee. I was actually thinking, how much am I going to go to the movies in the future? Is it worth buying one of those, like, what do they call it? I forget. But, like, the rewards program where, like, you pay a certain amount every year and you get a discount on the concessions. And you can see, I think it's like you get to see three free movies, well, three movies a week on, on the plant. I don't know. I have to look more into it. But is that worth it for me? I don't know. I don't go that often. But maybe maybe I would if I had something like that. Because I do enjoy movies and I do enjoy going to the movies. I will tell you too, also, there's about a half an hour of previews before the movie starts. So keep that in mind. So some big news broke over the weekend. Uh, this was something that uh, I just happened to be squirreling through Facebook on Saturday afternoon. As you know, the rain started coming down. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to... Uh, Going to get a jump on some work. And I was on the computer and I just happened to be scrolling through Facebook. And I saw a share of the story that the Christmas tree shop had basically, I mean, the, the, the kind of the buried part of the story is they haven't paid the loans. They haven't lived up to the borrowing that they did to enter into Chapter 11 bankruptcy. They had worked, they had filed for bankruptcy in May, May 5th, and they had put together a plan that would allow them to exit Chapter 11 bankruptcy by August. Part of that meant closing down a couple of underperforming stores, but part of that also meant taking in some loans from, I would assume, you know, the, the types of banks that infuse capital into stores that are on the verge of bankruptcy. And, I, and so they took out this money, but the creditors who lent them that money have said now that they are in default and that they're not giving them any more money. They're basically giving them until Wednesday of this week through the end of business on Wednesday to find a buyer or else they're going to you know, be forced to liquidate. So that was in May. So they, they got two months out of it. So they, they entered into this plan and couldn't live up to the plan. That's like if you, you know, if you are, uh, if you have not great credit, not great credit, but you convince somebody to give you a car loan. You say, you know, I got to get to work. I need a car. Just I'll pay this high interest, whatever it is you need. Just I need a car. I need to get a car. I need a car loan. And someone gives you the car loan. They take that risk and give you the car loan. And then the first payment comes up and you don't make it. 
That's what it sounds like to me. With whatever this new management structure is of, of, of Christmas tree shops or, or CTS. So the story came out from the Wall Street Journal on Friday that the creditors had said that they were in default and that if they didn't find a buyer or a new infusion of cash by Wednesday of this week, they were going to have to start liquidating stores, which means closing stores. They're going to liquidating would be, you know, having these giant sales, you know, 40 to 50 percent off and then 70 to 80 percent off and then you know, 90% off and come by the fixtures, kind of like what we're seeing going on with Eblens right now. And uh, all the stores would close once they were empty of merchandise. There would be no new merchandise that would come out. They would take everything that's in the distribution center and either send that off to the stores or liquidate that to a buyer. You know, there's companies like Big Lots that would buy out all of, uh, all of the remaining stuff in the D.C. And then whatever's in the stores would just be sold off so they could get it out of there with and, and then I was told so what happened is I wrote a story on Saturday based on the Wall Street Journal's report which is based on the filings in the bankruptcy court someone reached out to me Sunday morning I actually woke up Sunday morning to an email from a Christmas tree shops employee who wanted to pr provide to me the internal email that was sent out to all workers at their Middleborough offices and distribution center that kind of lays out exactly what happened. So I wrote a follow-up story that you can find it at WBSM.com and on the app that walks through exactly why they're in this position and what options they have, which is find a buyer by when end of day Wednesday or begin to liquidate. Now, it is possible that somebody might swoop in and, and, and buy the company between now and then. But if, if they can't make these payments on the loans they're getting to get through Chapter 11 bankruptcy, I don't think anybody's going to want to come in and buy this company because that means there's no profit at all. There's no money coming in. They're, they're losing money. And it would either take, you know, a very rich person with a nostalgic love of the Christmas tree shops or someone that really just, you know, loves a challenge. Because I don't see this being something that can be turned around. Here it is, the beginning of summer. A time when, I don't know about you, but I used to go to the Christmas tree shops all the time at the beginning of summer. That's where we would go and we would get pool toys, beach toys. Uh, we would get, you know, coloring books and stuff for when we went on road trips. We'd go to Building 19. And we would go to the Christmas tree shops. And that's where we'd get stuff for the summer. And they're not getting that. Now, the tourist season really just begins this weekend. So, okay, maybe you'll start to see an influx of shopping at the Christmas tree shop then. But their flagship store, well, I don't know if it's the flagship. I think, you know, Yarmouth is probably the flagship. But certainly the one that is the most iconic is the one in Sagamore at the base of the bridge with the thatched roof and the windmill, but they're closing that one down. They're closing that one down and the Falmouth one down. I think the next most, and this is just me guessing, uh, busiest one is probably Hyannis in the summertime. Patriot Place is probably somewhat busy this time of year with all the concerts and everything going on at Gillette. 
But how are the rest of them doing? Obviously not very well. So in this company email, it lays out exactly what happened and, and basically tells people if we have to liquidate, within 14 days of having to liquidate, we're going to start cutting people from the distribution center. And this person that supplied me this, uh, this email who works in the offices over there said basically what, what's being rumored is that the, the offices in the distribution center would close, or at least the distribution center would close by the end of July, which makes sense because they don't need to send the product out to the stores if they're looking for somebody to just buy what's left or they, they might not have much left. All the anecdotal stories I'm seeing from people are telling me that when they go to the Christmas tree shops lately, since this announcement of the bankruptcy, there's been nothing in the stores. That they haven't been restocking the shelves anyway. Which is probably why the money was down and they couldn't pay these loans off was because people just assumed they were already going out of business. People don't go to the Christmas tree shops because they're looking for something specific. They don't go there because, I mean, I guess they put out a circular and people might look through the circular and see some things in the circular if they want to go pick up. But people don't go there because they're like, I've, I've got to go get a carved out sea captain little desk statue. They go there and they just peruse the shelves and buy things on impulse. And I saw one of the articles that I read. It might have been the Wall Street Journal one or, or a different article. But, but one of the articles I read quoted a, I guess, economics professor. I can't remember exactly who it was. But the quote was something along the lines of Christmas tree shops is a store for when people have disposable income. Because it's nothing that you need. It's just things that you see at the moment and, and want. It is literally an impulse buy store. And with people not having as much disposable income because of the rise of the cost of everything, it's not a store that people go to. Makes sense to me. So what will happen is they'll close the distribution center down by the end of July. And then by the end of August, they would expect that all the stores would be out of product and then begin shutting down. Now, what's really interesting is, first of all, what's going to become of some of these buildings? Because the Christmas tree shops, for the most part, are large stores. It's going to be, first of all, a gaping hole at, at Gillette Stadium right at the start of the football season. I've got to think that the craft group will find a tenant for that space pretty quickly. But the problem is, what does everybody say when there's an empty store, especially a large empty store? I'd love to see a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods go in there, right? I think there's a Trader Joe's. I don't, I don't remember if it's Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, but there's one of them right next to where the Christmas tree shop is in Patriot Place. So that one might, might actually have a little bit of trouble finding a tenant. But I, I guess from what I understand, there's a waiting list of people that want to get into Patriot Place, which makes sense because you've got to... You've got a lot of activity over there all the time that would bring in traffic. But what happens to the Christmas tree shop and other places? What happens to the one at the base of the Sagamore Bridge? A building that nobody wants to see removed from that site, but what else could go in there? What else would fit in that? You can't put a Walmart in there. 
What else could you do with that building? And by the way, I don't think the building is in great, great shape. It looks like it from the outside, but I, I, I've heard rumors that the building itself is kind of falling apart inside. So maybe it wouldn't get used by a new business. But something's going to want to go there. And if something doesn't go there, bear with me now. I know this is going to be spending state money. But if something doesn't go in there, they should the, the state should buy that land. Because if they are going to be putting in new bridges, and again, that's all up in the air, no pun intended. But no matter what, they could really fix some traffic issues over there by taking that land and creating a flyover. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But where there's 72, about 72 remaining Christmas tree shop stores... And some of those are anchor stores in their plazas. The one in, uh, in Avon, that's a big deal over in that plaza. Now something else is going to have to go in there. So again, somebody could come in and save the Christmas tree shops by the end of the day Wednesday, but it, it, it doesn't look good. So for those of you who, do they still use Don't You Just Love a Bargain? So for those of you who love a bargain, get yourself over there in the next couple of weeks because stock will dwindle and eventually Christmas tree shops will be no more. I can't, I can't remember the last time I stepped foot in one, probably a couple of years ago. And I can't remember the last time I bought something in one. I know one year we did some Christmas shopping or I did some Christmas shopping at Patriot Place after a Patriots game and ran in there and picked up a few things, but that could have been, you know, seven, eight years ago. So maybe it's maybe it's my fault. Maybe I'm the one that caused Christmas tree shops to close. But again, it's another one of those stores where you're not going there because there's something there that you want. You're going there to kind of walk around and see if there's something you would like. And I think that those kind of stores are going to suffer the most in this current economy. 508-996-0500. Got to take a break. We'll be back in a few. And we do have a caller on the line, but hang on. We will get to you right after the news. Before we go into the news, though, I just want to tell you about something that's going to happen a little bit later on in the program. Uh, first of all, we won't have Jack Spillane today from New Bedford Light because he is on vacation. So we will turn on the light with him next week. Uh, but coming up toward the end of the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to be joined by Ken Pereira. And Ken Pereira is a New Bedford guy who is looking for a date. But he's looking for a date in a little bit of a different way. Instead of going on some of the dating apps that are out there and the dating websites, he created his own website, datingken.com. And he also has his own Facebook page associated with it, Meet Ken. So he's going to join us to talk about this different approach to trying to find a date and also exactly what he's looking for because maybe somebody out there in the audience is the right lady for Ken. So we will, uh, we'll talk to him in the later part of the 7 o'clock hour. Looking forward to that. All right, now let's go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. 
Police in two states are investigating weekend mass shootings. In Maryland, two people were killed and 20 others wounded when multiple suspected gunmen opened fire at a block party in South Baltimore. Meanwhile, a shooting at Wichita, Kansas nightclub left several people injured early Sunday morning and one suspect is in custody. At least one person is dead after a small plane crashed at a resort in South Carolina. Police and fire crews responded to the scene Sunday in the coastal city of North Myrtle Beach. Officials say four people were aboard the single-engine plane, which was found engulfed in flames. One person has died, and another was taken to the hospital in critical condition. Mexico is blasting Florida's new immigration law that's backed by Governor Ron DeSantis, who's running for the Republican presidential nomination. Mexico's foreign ministry said over the weekend that criminalization is not the way to resolve phenomenon of undocumented migration. The ministry also said the law is driven by white nationalism and that Mexico will help illegal immigrants in Florida. According to DeSantis' website, the law that went into effect on Saturday includes money to move migrants out of Florida, limits access to ID cards, and requires more companies to use an electronic system to authenticate a person's eligibility to work in the U.S. A commonly used artificial sweetener is expected to be declared a possible cause of cancer by the World Health Organization. Mark Mayfield reports. That's according to Reuters, which cited two sources with knowledge of the process. Aspartame is used in a variety of products, including Diet Coca-Cola, some Snapple drinks, and extra chewing gum. Reuters reports the artificial sweetener will start to be listed as possibly carcinogenic to humans next month by the WHO's Cancer Research Agency. The organization's committee on additives that conducts risk assessment to determine the probability of a specific type of harm is also set to release its findings on aspartame next month. I'm Mark Mayfield. A popular roller coaster at a North Carolina amusement park has been shut down after a crack was discovered in a steel support beam. Officials at Carowinds, nestled along the North Carolina-South Carolina border, made the announcement regarding the Fury 325 attraction. A visitor's photo shared on social media showed the crack was visible nearly a week ago. Video on Friday appeared to show that the pillar was fully severed. That's when the park closed the ride for inspection. In an email on Sunday, the park noted the ride will stay closed until repairs are finished. The district attorney who oversaw the prosecution of the suspect in the Club Q mass shooting case is doubtful that the suspect is actually non-binary. Fourth Judicial District Attorney Michael Allen tells the Colorado Springs Gazette he feels the shooter made the claim to avoid hate crime charges. Allen calls the claims a thumb in the eye to the area's LGBTQ plus community, saying there was never any evidence the shooter claimed to be non-binary before being arrested. And what goes on your hot dog and what doesn't? Bree Tennis has specific hot dog rules for this 4th of July. The National Hot Dog and Sausage Council says if you're under the age of 18, it's a yes for ketchup, but not if you're older. They say you should eat your hot dog in five bites. It's just proper etiquette. Also, dress the dog, not the bun. Start with wet condiments and move your way to relish, chili, and sauerkraut. About 150 million dogs will be eaten on this 4th of July across this great land. 68% of us say we'll use mustard, 61% ketchup, and 19% mayo. So obviously, not everyone is following the rules. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Red Sox wrap up their series against the Toronto Blue Jays last night with a 5-4 win. The Sox will play at Fenway Park tomorrow at 1.35 p.m. against the Texas Rangers. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast.
Well, the Storm Prediction Center has us in a marginal risk category today for some heavy thunderstorms to approach the area in the afternoon. Expect some heavy downpours to be moving along with these storms as they approach the area. High of 81 today. Overnight tonight, humid and partly cloudy. 68 and for our July 4th, we do have a chance of some afternoon and evening thunderstorms reaching a high of 79. From the ABC 6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 71 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. And welcome back in 508-996-0500. Good morning and thank you for waiting. Hi, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, Tim, I don't see the economy getting much better. I'll tell you right now because Christmas tree shop is in trouble. Uh, another store that's closing down is Emblems. I don't know if they're filing bankruptcy or not, but they're closing all their stores mm-hmm. down. Yep. You know, they they knocked down that mall in the Swansea Mall. They built all those nice stores. They can't even get them rented. I, I mean, Unbelievable. I, you know, I, I think their plans was to make it like Marketplace in Fall River, but I don't, I don't see that happening, not in this economy. Yeah, I think part of it is the economy. Part of, you know, we, we are still suffering a bit from people who would rather buy things online than actually go to stores. But I think part of it, too, is, you know, they create these these developments, these shopping developments, and then they charge astronomical rents thinking that's only going to bring in high-quality places. But then the high-quality places say, well, we don't want to go there because, you know, you've got astronomical rents. Yeah, right, right. So, I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with that mall. I mean, they're all nice stores. They're all ground-level floors like uh, the Marketplace. But, I mean, they're not renting out. <laughs> they got a church in there right now, a church and a gym. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's basically it that we cut down there now other than Walmart. And I was at Walmart yesterday up in Raynham. My God, they must have, like, 40 self-serve registers and two regular registers open. Everything's self-serve. Well, I I mean, I don't love the self-serve registers, but I also find that I get in and out a lot quicker when I go through those. Yeah. You know, you well, know, you know I, do, I do once in a while, too. And, you know, I have, a, I have an account right now with, uh, like, Big Lots, right? And uh, I have a credit card with them, but I'm getting rid of it because, you know what? I call all my credit cards I call in by telephone, and they take the money right out of my checking account. Mm-hmm. Big Lots, when I call them, they have a, a company called Assured Plus. To take my money out of the bank, they charge me eight dollars a month. Oh, can you can you go in the store and do it? Do they charge you if you go in no, the store and do no. it? No, it has to be done through Assured Plus. So Assured Plus goes into my bank, takes the money out, and then they charge me an extra eight bucks a month for them to do that. Wow! I said that credit card is history; it's gone. Yeah, I don't you even know, know that so. I would buy enough things at Big Lots to make it worth me spending an extra eight bucks like that. So, and this is the reason why these stores close because people pull their credit cards and they say, "I'm not dealing with them anymore," or their prices are too high, and you know. Next thing you know, they're going bankrupt, too. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, is that hurts a lot of these stores is that they don't restock the shelves. So people say, well, I'm just going to go home and get it online. I'll, go, I'll get it from Walmart, but I'm going to get it from walmart.com. And then the less time they're spending in stores, the less time they're buying things that they, they didn't plan on going in there and buying. All right. I just wanted to put that in because, like I said, I, 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 even the, like the Swansea Mall, I, 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 don't, I don't see that. You know, they, they wanted to dump housing there. Uh, along with the stores, so I don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen with that. But I mean, it's like, 
it's just dead land, you know, like like even late, like the Venus from Allo. I mean, that's been empty for how long already? Yeah, I mean, if you look like a, if you look at a mall like the Dartmouth Mall, you know, that's still succeeding. That's still the stores are pretty much filled in there. Uh, there's an empty space now that's going to be filled with the return of Forever Twenty One. So they're doing okay. If you look at the Kingston, well, they call it the Kingston Collection now, but that was a mall that at the height of mall success was a big deal when that opened, and now it's a bunch of like you know, kind of independent people that are opening up shops with inside of it, but it's working for them. I mean, they're still bringing people in. So, yeah. you know, there's ways to think outside the box. Maybe maybe the Swansea Mall won't be what they thought that it was going to be, but maybe there's a way to make it with, you know, local businesses stocking it and, and just paying less of a rent. Well, I hate to say this. They should have put a casino in there, if you ask me, then they would have made the money. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of uh, empty space that could be casino space soon, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. No, have, right. have a good one. You Jim. as well. Take care. Bye-bye now. And, yeah, I don't think we'll turn, uh, although... That Christmas tree shop at the base of the Sagamore Bridge, you know, make that a little slots parlor, right? But keep it with the same uh, the same exterior facade. Um, I, I know somebody that worked there overnights, and years ago, years ago, talking twenty five years ago, maybe, maybe even thirty years ago, and so I got to go there and go inside where the, the windmill is. You know, they had like that plexiglass window that you could look through to kind of see the inner workings of it. And so I got to go inside and see kind of the, the inner mechanism, mechanisms of it, and it was pretty cool. But then years later, I went in there and I was kind of looking through that. I think, I think they might have started blocking off that plexiglass window, but I looked inside and it was all just storage. Like they're storing stuff in there. Like what a shame. You should have had that open for people to go in and like walk inside and take a look at it. And be able to, you know, actually see what's inside and how it runs. You know, just as a little, like a little extra thing for stopping. Instead, what did I see most people doing there? At least the last couple times I went there, which admittedly was years ago. It's just a place for people that are coming off the highway to stop and use the bathroom. Because they had those exterior bathrooms that you didn't need to go inside the store to utilize. So people would pull in, use the bathroom and, and leave. I don't know if that was a decision on Christmas tree shop to keep people from going into the store and tying up the bathroom, or maybe you would stop to use the bathroom and want to go into the store itself. The uh, where on the other side of the Bourne Bridge, the mainland side, there's a little plaza at the top of a hill. If you remember, Quintals used to be at the bottom of the hill. Now it's a gas station and a Dunkin' Donuts and everything. But uh, on the top of the hill, they used to have the Levi's outlet. And behind the Levi's outlet was a public restroom. And they had signs that would tell you that there was a public restroom there. And people would stop all the time and use it, but then they would also maybe pop into some of those stores. Liz Claiborne was there. The Levi's outlet. I forget what else was in there at the time. Now it's a now there's a Starbucks up there and a PetSmart. But it was I thought it was a pretty good idea because you've got people that are sitting in traffic that are like, oh, let's pull off and use the bathroom. And then they're like, oh, since we're here, let's go buy some Levi's jeans and some Liz Claiborne clothes and, you know, then we can get back on the highway. But anyway, that's beside the point. The point is that's that's an empty building and we're going to have a bunch of empty buildings where these Christmas tree shops are because I don't think anybody's stepping in to buy the company by the end of business on Wednesday. I could be wrong. Or somebody might have a turnaround plan and say, you know what, Christmas tree shop, I'm going to 
I'm going to give you the loan that you need to cover the loan that you already took out to cover Chapter 11 bankruptcy, but you've got to follow this plan instead of the one that you laid out. It's possible, but it's, it's unlikely. And I feel bad for all the people who are employed by Christmas tree shops that are going to lose their jobs as a result of what has been bad management now for a number of years. Bad management since it was taken over from Bed Bath & Beyond, which itself is now going out of business. So 508-996-0500. We don't have to talk about that all morning. We can talk about some other things, but I just think that's the, that's the big story of the day, especially for people who are fans of the Christmas tree shop. And judging by the way that this story is doing online, there's a lot of people who are fans of it. We'll be right back. Um. Well, I know you're probably thinking, oh, Tim's playing rocking around the Christmas tree because of this big story about the Christmas tree shop closing. But actually, that's not why. I'm playing it because it is Christmas in July. That's right. Christmas in July is back. You can bring your family to experience the magic of Christmas at Edaville this July. You can do all the things that you would do at Christmas time. You can visit Santa. You can ride the steam train. You can enjoy 15 vintage amusement rides. And you can shop all their unique and local vendors in their Christmas market. See all that stuff that you would be buying at the Christmas tree shop? Forget that. You can get it handmade and created by unique and local vendors in the Edaville Christmas market. Experience the magic of tens of thousands of Christmas lights throughout the park and along the railroad. Plus, they are bringing back that Edaville tradition, their famous chicken barbecue. So you can get tickets now starting at $34.95. It's happening Fridays and Saturdays throughout the course of July. Tickets start at $34.95 and kids under two are free. But attendance is limited and tickets are not available for in-person purchase. You can only get your tickets to Edaville's Christmas in July by going to edaville.com and buying them there. So don't waste any time. If you want to bring the Christmas spirit into this month, well, then all you have to do is go to edaville.com and get your tickets to Edaville's Christmas in July spectacular. All right. Well, we will talk more about the Christmas tree shops, but of course, uh, you think about Brenda Lee, right? You think about Christmas music. You think about Christmas songs. Eh, I'm not a big fan of Christmas songs overall, especially other times of the year. We've talked about this in my 9 o'clock show when we got close to Christmas. I said, I will play Christmas music the week of. But I'm not somebody... My mom plays it. She's probably starting her Christmas music for, like, the Christmas season now. When she's out in the car driving to work, she's probably listening to Christmas music. She loves it. In fact, what, she's probably on her way out of work now. Mom, if you're listening to me, I know you're going to put on Christmas music at some point in your ride today. But I don't know. Certain songs resonate with me. And certainly that Brenda Lee song is, is one of those songs. And it, it feels like Christmas when you hear that. Uh, you can call in 508-996-0500. You can also send us app chat messages via the WBSM app. You can also record open line voicemail messages that we can play on the show 
on the WBSM app as well. But not bad. An Oak Bluff sent in a app chat message. Good morning, Tim. I don't believe Christmas tree shops corporate ever intended on going much further. It appears the strategy was to push this out as long as they could and take advantage of the summer tourist season, which would allow them to liquidate their holdings at a faster and higher rate. And I think there's something to be said for that because maybe they did think that they could get through the summer. And then what happens when you get through the summer? You're, you're done with the summer season. Now it's, now it's the Christmas shopping season. And then if you're the Christmas tree shops, you say, well, we might as well stay open through the Christmas season. And then maybe you could milk it out until, you know, the beginning of 2024. And then, you know, inevitably have to close up. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Mr. Weisberg. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I just was listening to the news you just had. I don't know if I came in late. I heard something, unless I'm dreaming. Uh, they are encouraging us to eat our whole hot dog in five bites. Is that what it was? I'm not. I, I was getting a cup of tea, but I, I did hear something about hot dogs as I was coming back into the studio. Five bites is what they're suggesting? Yeah. It says you need to eat it within five bites to be. I forgot the word they said. I don't think it has anything to do with etiquette. I, I mean, they're encouraging you to choke, you know, unless you're having one no, of those I, big, I, giant, I, long ones. I'm guessing, Adam, Adam's in the newsroom. I'm guessing that has to do with the hot dog eating contest, Adam. Is that what no, that's for? No, uh, there was a report uh, by Bree Tennis of NBC News about the etiquette of eating a hot dog. You're supposed to put specific condiments on it. You're supposed to slice it. Now, personally, I'm a burger guy myself, but uh, apparently there's rules for hot dogs. Some people like to butterfly them. You know, they cut them down the middle and they fry the inside of them as well as the outside mm. of them. Right. And then put them back together. And some people like to drop them in the deep fryer because it gives them a crispier taste. Uh, you know, I'm, I'll yeah. eat a hot dog pretty much any way, but I'll, I'll only eat like one, maybe two. Well, I thought that ad was right down your alley with the food and the sandwiches and all that. The important <laughs> question is, Mary, is a hot dog a sandwich or is it not? Oh, we're going to worry about what to call it now? I well, mean, it's been a debate that's been going on for years well, now. I've always known it as we just say hot dog. I've never used the word sandwich for a hot dog. Yeah, I mean, I, th I would say the same thing about a burger. I don't consider a burger a sandwich. It's its own category. Yeah, well, I don't know. That that could be a sandwich, top and bottom. A bread. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. I kind of put it out there on its own, especially when you look at a menu. Most menus have like a list of burgers and then a list of sandwiches. They keep them separate. So what's what's your favorite hot dog? Oh, I very, I very rarely eat them, and if I do, it's without the bread. I got this thing with the bad bread business, you know, the mm -hmm. sugars and all. It turns to sugar in your system, so I don't really touch bread anymore. That's been a long time. Even pizza has been a long time. I might have one slice if I'm with a bunch of people, but myself, I wouldn't order it. I don't do that anymore. Uh, one thing about the CTS there, mm -hmm. uh, over the years, I've been there mainly because of my mom that used to like to go, and I would drive her there. She's been gone three years. I haven't been in there. But whenever I used to go in there with her, I, I don't know what it was. I always came out with a new frying pan. Uh, that was the main thing with me, my frying pans. Mm -hmm. And I would look at the drapes and the curtains. And on the way out, if I saw paper towels and I needed them, I'd maybe get a package. It wasn't a big deal for me, the Christmas. But it's a nice place. I enjoyed going in there with my mother. Yeah, it was always nice to know it was there if you wanted to go, you know? Yeah. Even, even if you didn't more, need something there. More and more places closing down now, and I, I, we're going to start seeing a ghost town around here. 
Well, it's going to be a big ghost town. I mean, ben, remember Benny's in Fairhaven? Mm-hmm. My mother used to like to go there. They had a wonderful assortment of puzzles in there. In Benny's, who would imagine? Yeah, they had toys and everything in there. They're gone. Yeah, I know they opened other stores there, but Benny's is gone. And we used so, to I mean, some there. some of the Benny's locations are still empty. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, I don't know. Well, I, I fear that we, we everybody's being forced to order online now, and I really don't like doing that. I think that I think the North Dartmouth uh, Plaza, where the Christmas tree shop is, is is hurting overall. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm worried about that plaza as a whole. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, All right. Thank, thank you, you for the call. Have a good day. You too. And let's squeeze in one more before we got to take a break. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Good morning. Back to the Christmas tree shop. Sure. I'm I'm seventy, and I used to always love the Christmas tree shops. They had quality items, one of a kind items. Exquisite stuff. I have beautiful things from years ago. They don't sell that kind of stuff anymore. That's what I'm hearing, yeah. It's all packaged, and it's uh, even the curtains are not the right kind. Uh, dishes, I, I bought um, Fosengraf dishes made in USA. The whole set. When I brought it, they go, it's not this price. I said, we well, got a sign over there. And I brought the sign, and she goes, oh, we're pulling the sign. It was, they had exquisite stuff. I have even lamps, hurricane lamps. I brought it to the place to have um, the bulb repaired, uh, mm-hmm. put in, and the guy says, hey, where'd you get this lamp? This is antique. How old is it? I says, I said, well, I bought it at the Christmas tree shop in the 80s. I says, I don't think it's an antique. He, he even loved it. Oh, the, 80s, the 80s is kind of antique now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so when you say things are packaged now, you mean like you don't walk in and see things on the shelf that you can pick up and look at like you used to be able to? Yeah, so they do a lot of things carved in wood, mm-hmm. a piece of wood, and it's like $7, and it's like it's not the right ornaments. I, I had musical things, uh, uh, Noah's Ox that rock back and forth in metal. They had beautiful stuff, one of a kind. You had to go there to a Christmas tree shop. Now what they have... You can go anywhere. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I'm hearing, too, going back to your, your thing about the pricing, is I just saw this as a comment, so I have no proof that it's actually the case, but someone commented that they were actually um, upcharging on things. They were raising prices on items, knowing that they were going to have to liquidate them. So they're actually raising the price now, so when they try to put 30%, 40% off, it's not you know it's not as much of a hit as the original price was. Yes, they can fool some of the people with that. They can't fool me. Well, I'm um, I'm sorry that you'll lose the Christmas tree shop, but it doesn't sound like it's the Christmas tree shop you remember anyway. So that's exactly. It. I can uh, make the Christmas tree shop in one of my bedrooms, put all the stuff, and go around looking at it. Now, don't say that because you're going to have Christmas tree shop fans that now want to come into your house. Oh, I, I tell you, if I could convert this, it could be converted. But you know, it's I, you know, it started like- in a barn, right? That's where the Christmas tree shop got its start. Yes, and that Christmas tree shop, they should either make a museum, the one that's on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Make make a museum, just keep it. I don't want them to really tear it down. I hope they never do. Yeah, I hope it's still structurally sound enough to, to stay for a while. Yes. All right, well, thank you for the call. Nice talking to you. Have a good day. And if you want to talk some more Christmas tree shop or whatever else is on your mind, 508-996-0500. Uh, we will continue talking about this throughout the course of the program, I'm sure, because it is big news. I know it doesn't sound like big news, but it is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm looking at the numbers. The story that I wrote Saturday about this is is probably the biggest story I've ever written in my, how long have I been writing stories here regularly? Since 2017. 
So in my six years of working here, six and a half years of, of writing stories every day here, this is the biggest story I've ever written. And for a reason, because people really care about this store. It is a Massachusetts original. And it, it, it's, a, it's a success story of a family that, that took a shot and, and it worked. But it doesn't look like it's working anymore. Yeah. All right. We are out of time for this hour. So callers, hang on. We can take you at the start of the next hour right after the news. You can, you can hang up and call back if you want. But if you want to hang on, I promise.